Hello, and welcome to Just Another Real Estate Podcast, where we'll speak with Arizona's most successful real estate professionals to better understand their business, current market conditions, team and business building strategies, successes, and challenges. This podcast is brought to you by Dwell Inspect Arizona with your host, Sean Garvey. Welcome to Just Another Real Estate Podcast. Uh, today's guest is Beth Castro with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Arizona Properties. Is that right? And I stumbled on that because you just corrected yes, me. I've said Berkshire Hathaway for my entire life. Uh, and then I was just informed that it's Berkshire. So I wanted to make that right. And that's why it was slow. But Beth, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, I was going over some show notes with you. And one thing that really stood out to me is my goals are simple, work hard, be kind and make a difference. And I'm excited to hear um, how you do all that. So thank you. Well, well, thank you. And thanks for having me. <laughs> um, it's it's a, a pleasure to be here with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that I think we can all do our job and we can do it well. Um, but we can also be kind to one another. Yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's one of the the I think that's one of the most important things in any kind of business, um, but especially our business because it is so um, it is so relationship driven. So I really do try to to walk the the kind line all the time. And still getting you can still get the job done. So it's just important to me work hard and be kind. So when my kids were little. And actually to this day, but every time I would leave them, I would drop them off at school or friend's house or sporting event, um, be smart, be kind. And yeah. as a matter of fact, my son just got that tattooed on him. So I'm, I'm strangely really? proud of that for the different <laughs> tattoo. Um, but uh, yeah, and now it's, it's kind of morphed to be smart, be kind and be safe. Huh. What a, what a great simplistic mission statement um it, it encapsulates so much in in so few words um there's a tendency to to kind of have um these long robust uh, i'm even guilty of it in in our mission statement where it kind of rambles because um you have so much you want to get out and you just nailed it and what is that one two three four five six eight words um and, and how has that evolved? What what kind of sparked those those thoughts that you had? I mean, I know it's important, but it's a journey of how you've kind of come to that summary. Well, you know, I, I think as oh boy, this could really open the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I think that for me personally, when I was little, I was bullied. You know, so that's a whole lifetime ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just couldn't understand why people weren't nice, you know, and yeah. they weren't nice to me, but, um, and, and I, and I, and I, I guess when my kids were little and I thought, gosh, are they being bullied? Are they, you know, how are they treating other people and, and how do I want them to, how should they treat other people? So that was just kind of my mantra is, is I wanted, I wanted to impress upon them every single time that that we parted that I want them to be smart um and I want them to be kind to people and I, I had hoped um and I think it was successful that that would help them navigate through the day that is to be yeah. smart and I have to be kind so if this person's mean to me how am I gonna how am I gonna deal with that 
And how am I going to deal with it in the right way? So be, being smart is just super duper important in navigating, I think, through your day and doing it in a kind manner, um, I think is equally important. Heck yeah. I am going to have to um, steal elements of that or maybe borrow again, or again. I'll attribute it my back to it. If, yeah. right here. So every time he looks at his right arm, he says, be smart, be kind. Okay. Well, I might be getting one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I, I mean, I think it's uh, ever more pre prevalent in today's world. And it seems like it's so much easier to, to um, bully just based on the internet. And so um, you know, my kids are younger and, and that may be amplified by the time they get on the internet and start to explore. It's tough. So, yeah, it's tough. I took the, you know, I took the anti-bullying pledge many, many, many years ago online. I have my little certificate. So if I ever see it, I'm supposed to try to yeah. intervene and, and try to stop it. Um, I almost think it's, it's, it's harder I mean, it, it, it's hard to be mean. I, I don't even know how I, you know, could be mean, but um, sometimes it is hard to take the high road. Sometimes sure. it's harder to take the high road. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, yeah, it, but it, you know, sometimes the hard thing's the right thing. Um, and that's impressive that you identified that and, and again, encapsulated well, and it. And you learn from it. You, you, yeah. you, you gain so much depth from it. I was just talking to somebody, uh, another adult friend who was also bullied <laughs> when she was little, and we were talking about it, and we, you know, how it helped groom us and shape yeah. us, and it gives you some depth, man. It it really does. It it um, you look at things a little a little differently. Well, the the beauty of it is it, it looked to have give you power because you haven't let it um, stop you, and it seems like you've overcome those those scars. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't, I can't let that stop me. No, no, no. And that's not specifically who designs you. Tell me uh, or defines you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, where are you from and and what? I am originally from Princeton, New Jersey. I okay. moved out here when I was 13. My um, my mom bought my dad uh, a weekend, a long weekend trip to Wickenburg. And this was in 1977, 76, okay. 77. And uh, he comes home from that, from being at the dude ranch. Yeah. I remember my mom was reading Helter Skelter and she heard the coyotes right outside their little <laughs> hotel in the middle of the desert. It's, it was very spooky. But anyway, my dad comes home. We're moving to Arizona. Okay. Yeah. So he moved out. He moved to Cottonwood, Arizona first. We were there for about a year. Well, he went out a year before us. And then we moved out and joined him. We were there for about a year. And my mom said, Norman, this isn't good. Because <laughs> Cottonwood at that time was like population of, oh, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, 10. I mean, it was small. Yeah, you it was doubled very, it. <laughs> small. And we're used to this big Princeton, New Jersey. You know, my dad was an eye surgeon, used to one lifestyle. And there was, I guess, a little bit like, um, uh, what's that? Not not Petticoat Junction, but what's the other TV series? Green Acres? Green oh, yeah, Acres. yeah, sure. So um, we were in Cottonwood for about a year, and then we came to Scottsdale. And I've been I've been a, a proud Scottsdale resident since nineteen. This was nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, wow. that I came out here. Yeah, seen a lot of changes. Tons. A lot of growth. Tons. It was. Uh, I think it's generally for the good. Um, for the most part, 
Um, although, you know, it's expansive, but but each niche in Phoenix seems to keep getting better, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I, this is the greatest state I know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like it's a bit under the radar and a little bit secret, but you can't really say that being the fifth, fifth largest city in the U.S., but there's so much to offer just outside of Phoenix too, even though Phoenix is great or the Phoenix property. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's growing, you know, we just had um, a big luxury tour this morning and um, we had a great speaker about land and just growth and um, we had a couple of great speakers today, but in, in like 2022, there were 228 people that moved to Arizona per day, mm -hmm. 168, I think. Those are kind of like rough numbers. Um, in Maricopa County, a day in 2022. So people are still wow. coming here. For sure. Still. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been one of the fastest growing that I can remember, even as a kid, the fastest growing cities in the U.S. for a long time. If not, you know, top five or ten. It's pretty crazy. How long have you been here? Since 98? I, so I was born. Um, I was born here. Born in 1980. Um so I am actually third generation Phoenician um, with uh, my mom and grandmother here. And then my daughter's now fourth generation Phoenician, um, which is pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. My kids uh, are natives. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of people from other places for sure, but for um, sure. yeah, my kids are natives. I, I say that with a badge of, of pride, I guess. Um, something, something about the desert gets underneath you. <laughs> or in your skin i should say well i remember you know my kids would be like oh i miss the, you know they, they like greenery i'm like we have we do have some greenery yeah, the yeah. desert does have color yeah. and it's i mean our sunsets Unreal. there's nothing like an arizona sunset yeah and if you look at the mountain right now we've had so much rain it it is green the, it is green i know yeah. we've got colors <laughs> <laughs> we do have changing of the seasons. Yeah, lots of brown. No, but um, I Let love it. Agree. I love it here. My background's a little eclectic, always yeah. um, heavily customer service oriented. Um, my first real job was, oh, my first real job was working at Duck and Decanter. I made sandwiches every Saturday. Nooners, no have you ever been to Duck and Decanter? million times. It's great. I used to work there. I used to make sandwiches. No kidding. And uh, on weekends. And then... Um, I started working at a, a, a dinner theater, singing waiters and waitresses. And I did that for about, oh gosh, 15 years. No kidding. About 15 years. And then I became a booking agent for a modeling and talent agency. So we were, um, we would do local commercials and, and um, fashion shows and hair shows. And at that time there was, the film industry was actually pretty, um, pretty significant here in Arizona, but then everything kind of moved to Canada and Albuquerque. And, and then after that, I I started working for a diamond broker. So, I mean, I just wow. all I, very, very eclectic. Background, yeah, for sure. But heavily driven in customer service and, yeah. and, and really dealing with people from all different walks of life. Yeah. I think, uh, no, I have a question though. Well, if you said you were in a singing and performing restaurant uh, where the waiters and waitress, did you have aspirations of being in theater or or being um, up on stage or in front of camera? I mean, I would have to imagine well, that. Well, I, that I would was. Have... I was oh, in were. theater in high school. I did, yeah. and I, I mean, all 
amateur stuff, Sean. But sure. um, uh, yeah, I did. I did shows at school, mm-hmm. and I would try to. I did a lot of little singing contests around the valley. You know, there's not a whole lot of places where somebody can go and sing. But sure. The beauty of the restaurant that I used to work at is I could sing every single night. Every and it wasn't like you think the table and a parody of the song. There was a stage, there was, you know, a musician behind you and you'd have your little 15, 20 minutes of performing in front wow. of people. And, and, you know, then you go back down to serving salads and prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said, it, I've said it before. And, um, and I believe on a previous podcast that I believe all people should experience some, some aspect of restaurant life because um, it creates a lot of, of drive towards or understanding um, tolerance of people, service, um, the ability to read people, make people happy. But your experience sounds like it was significantly amplified if you have to co- to um, add in sting- singing on stage and performing. I mean, that's just a next level restaurant yeah. worker. That's yeah, incredible. It was fun. It was, yeah. it was fun. I had, a, I had a, it was a wonderful, you know, 15, 16 years. Yeah, that's incredible. So then into, well, we've jumped a couple, but then into a diamond broker. So you're, you're trading diamonds and understanding a whole new world of jewelry and what I assume. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was very interesting too. Um, And it was by appointment only. It wasn't like a retail shop. So it was really, you know, kind of high end and custom jewelry. So that was fun to, to have somebody come to you and say, you know, I want to, I want to build an engagement ring, but I don't know what I want. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, so you have to take them through the whole process. Okay. You know, which shape do you want and show them different, you know, uh, just, it's kind of like when someone tells you they will want to move here and they want to find a yeah. house, you're like, oh, okay. And you start from ground zero. Um, so that, then that's like my favorite thing to do. I, I used to love to help design jewelry and, and, and not only like you take it from the, the, the concept in your imagination to see it come to, come to life. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. How would that work? I mean, are you sitting there with like a pen of paper and somebody saying like, oh, I want this cut here and then you kind of draw sketch it out or is that was Yeah, you can. can. I'm not very artistic. So that was never um, my go to. But magazines, pictures, Tiffany, Cartier, you know, you, 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 they say, I want the, the bottom of this ring, but I want the top of this ring i want a six prong head instead of a four prong head so huh. you can you're really only limited by your imagination sure so you can put you can put many different aspects of different pieces and create your own how wonderful yeah that was fun. so another element of high level customer service uh, and that brings you into um, what's brought us together is your your career in real estate right what what was the um catalyst for you entering in uh, to the world of real estate and becoming a real estate agent? You know, it's like, I I hear so many people say, I thought about it for a long time. And I I did think about it for a a, a short time, but when my kids were, when my kids were um, in school, I I wanted to be there for them. I wanted to be home nights and weekends. So luckily um, my, when I was working for the jeweler, it was just days. I worked Monday through Friday from like eight to six. So I still had my nights and I still had my weekends to be with my kids. 
but then when they went to college and um, then kind of went off on their own, I thought that would be a good time for me to do it because I knew it would not be easy. Right. I knew I was reinventing myself all over. And, um, and, and I guess why real estate is my mother-in-law was a realtor forever. Mm -hmm. So she was a, a mentor of mine when I first got started and my husband owns a mortgage brokerage. Oh, so wow. I'd always hear, I mean, we'd always, I'd hear him on the phone or I'd hear him talking to her or her talking, you know, so just, it was just kind of in our day-to-day -day conversations so I decided to um to give it a try and I went to real estate school and I did the you know the gangsta put your hair in a ponytail nine day crash course <laughs> I would wake up at the crack of dawn and get down there come home eat little something study all night do the same thing all over again I took my test bam I mean I was like it was crazy yeah it was it all not in. it was not easy yeah it was not easy um but got it i got it done i was licensed and had it all done within like three months wow but that's not where you really learn real estate no yeah then, then that's the story just begins. where you get the opportunity to <laughs> yeah. say you're a realtor yeah so then what you got your license you've been encompassed it for forever um maybe mother-in-law at this point is starting to say um th these are your next steps what worked for her um yeah right? no or... you know i i i did i i i was with with i guess i'm allowed to say real estate company names right sure yeah. i was with um russ lyon nobody's for a listening little to bit. This. she was with <laughs> russ lyon what yeah. i said nobody's listening okay. to this so um you can edit it, you, you can edit it. so but, but that wasn't a, at that time it wasn't a great place for a newbie you know yeah. i i it just um now it'd be different because I'm so far, I'm more seasoned, but have a long way to go. We never know right. everything. Um, but I landed, I, I landed at Berkshire Hathaway, and um, it's it's been a really great brokerage for me. The support, yeah. the the colleagues, um, you know, it's right at Kierland for now. I know we'll be moving at some point. But um, so I, I landed at Berkshire Hathaway, had my first deal through Berkshire Hathaway. I went for about a year and a half, nothing, zero. From the zero day deal. Like, you got your license to a year and a half later was your first transaction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think I had a rental maybe in between then. Um, but, and I know some people come right out of the gate, you know, they sure. got a deal within the first night. And that was not my story. That was not my story, but I, um, I would say maybe three years into it is when it really, really, really started to click and yeah. it's been going great ever since. Tell me about that first deal. I mean, you had to be frustrated after a year and a half having your license, people asking you, um, you know, how, have you had any success? And, you know, you just keep saying, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I mean, that must yeah, have felt great. I do. I do remember my first deal sure. actually. And it kind of circled back around very recently this summer. So I was doing an open house around um, the Greyhawk area. Okay. And I met this lovely couple, came into my open house, and they said, you know, our daughter is thinking of moving here. And um, I just think you'd be a good fit for her. You know, I, I just, we've met other agents. We just don't think that they would be a good fit. So um, they hired me. 
and I took them around, um, bought a house the very first day, and they never knew it was my first deal. I never yeah. had to tell them it was my first deal. Uh, my my branch manager at the time, um, Donna Belgram, was also a huge mentor of mine. Wow. Um, she, you know, was with me late at night and just, you know, answering phone. She was just there for me. So I never really had to tell them. And it's not that I'm afraid to say I don't know the answer because you have to say I don't know sure. sometimes. To this day, I say, no, I'll find out. Um, and you learn from it. But um, no, I never had to tell them. But it's it, the summer they called me and the young lady um, must wanted to move up to Northern Arizona and sell her house. So I was able this summer to be able to sell the very first house that I ever sold when I got into the industry. So that, that for me, that was, I don't know, that was kind of special. Heck yeah. That's touching. I'm grinning ear for, I was cheering for you right then. And then I love hearing the end of that. <laughs> that's yeah, so cool. Yeah. It's great. I mean, that's amazing. It's great. That I mean, it, yeah, they I remember when I, I did a little, I did a little video outside the house. I, I like to do videos. I like to do sure. social, you know, this little fun stuff. And I remember sitting out in front of the house, and I had my little camera, and I said, "This was the very first house I sold." And I like tears were coming down my <laughs> my face, but they were like genuine tears. And, yeah. And the fact that they trusted me then and trusted me eight years later was was um pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Did you keep in, I mean, there's, there's the methodology of keeping in contact or was it just, just the kind of reflection of who you are as a person? That's why they came back to you. Cause the old, the adage is that most people know lots of realtors and most people can't remember the, the realtor that they used when they bought or sold the house, but you obviously made and continue yeah. to make an impact on that family. Yeah. Well, I, believe like I said earlier this is a customer this is a relationship business yeah so I may not be uh, uh, yeah I, I stay in touch I call though um yeah. I I do I have a, a monthly newsletter that I send out and um I do like client appreciation dinners actually mm -hmm. I just did my first client appreciation dinner last year which was awesome yeah really fun to do um but no I, I i i make i bake stuff and i'll drop them off at people's houses i really that is my give back is through my heart through my time um and trying just to keep these you know and no i mean you're not like everybody's best friend but i'll tell you it's i have gained so many close friendships uh -huh. through real estate that it's it's there's a lot there's a lot of people in my life that enrich me wow that's really incredible and that that's um that's kind of outside the box thinking like I, I imagine when your calls when you're making calls you're not just doing it begrudgingly like you're doing it because um because you're genuinely interested and when you because somebody who's baking cookies and dropping them yeah. off at people's houses and you know you're not necessarily prospecting you're just doing it because because you like the person I do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's because I like them. Like today we were driving around with this. We went and there were four houses around the Pinnacle area that was on tour. And we were driving around Troon and I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the house I sold a, a year ago. And we were coming from a different direction. Yeah. So, and I, I was looking at it. I'm like, that's a really pretty house. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the whole <laughs> So I 
texted them and I'm like, I just drove by your house. It looks even more beautiful from, you know, the, the back, you know, yeah. it's just, it's on a hillside. It's just beautiful, but you know, it's, 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 it's just all organic, Sean. It all has to come organically for me. I don't cold call. I don't, I used to door knock if I was doing an open house, I would invite people to the open houses and I do believe in open houses. But for me, it's, you know, sometimes my husband and I will just go to a restaurant and sit at the bar, have dinner and meet somebody unforgettable next to us. Yeah. Huh. And uh, that, that's how I have, that's how I grow my business. Um, it's through referral. It's from sphere. Um, I don't do the coaching. I don't do, uh, yeah, I don't do the cold calling. I try to be consistent with yeah. what I do do. Yeah. But um, it's it's not the it's not like the way you read statistically. That, sure. You know you get you, you you build your business. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. It it seems to work for you, and you don't seem like you've ever met a stranger. Um, and through that, if you're talking to the neighbors at the bar and so on and so forth, but yeah. um, well, sometimes my husband's like, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> so you it's mentioned fun. it's fun to meet people. Oh, for sure. Well, it's an important part of, of life. You know, we're social animals. Um, you mentioned that your business clicked about three years after you got into it. What, what changed in that? Um, cause that's another year and a half after your it was, first deal. It was one open house. One specific it moment. It was an open house. It was an open house that I did around the Stonegate area. I don't know what it was about that open house, but I met three or four people that um, became buyers and then their family became buyers. So that one, that one open house um, brought a, a, a big book of business for me. Heck yeah. People that I still work with and then they refer me to people. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so nice when you get a referral, it, you know, it, it, it says that you did, you did right. You know, yeah. and even though every single transaction, I'm like, oh, what could I have done better? You know, and I, I'm not perfect, no. um, but there are things that I look back and I'm like, ah, I should have done like that. And you learn it from the next time. So none of us will ever be in a situation or a transaction that we know the answers to everything, but um, uh, definitely, you know, you analyze after each one and, you know, what could I have done better? What sure. could I, you know, how could I have made that a little smoother? I mean, that's what I think in general um, is it is a, what successful people do is is to kind of analyze and look for um, areas of improvement because there always is areas of improvement, not become complacent. Um, and I love how you have that one moment made everything different because um, I can specifically think about times in the starting of, of my businesses where you just you don't want to do something or it's getting hard and you make, you just get that one little uh, area of opportunity that opens up and a little bit of shining light and all of a sudden everything just starts going right. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I've, I've talked to other people who are in similar situations, they're starting their business and they say, you know, I, I don't really feel like that, or I don't want to, I don't want to offend somebody. And I said, you're not necessarily offending them or um, you're just taking a chance and everybody, and everybody, um, is open to you taking a chance. So give them the opportunity to, to kind of um, work with you, I guess. And that's that's incredible yeah, that you have that moment. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, that, uh, you know, I, and I'll, sometimes I'll vacillate. Should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, sure. should I, should I, but I know yeah. I would be more regretful if I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I went into an open house to go meet an agent once. And I remember the, like for the first time I did it and I went back and forth in my car, like four times, like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do it, get up to the door and like my hands were shaking and I'd go back to the car. And then finally I just said, I've got to do it. And it was terrible, but it only got better from there. You know, you only became more familiar yeah. meeting somebody from there. It's only hard the first time, maybe the second time too. My dad yeah. used to always tell me that because I mean, I've always been a little cautious. Although he did say, Beth, you know, you walk a tightrope with no net. So that was his perception <laughs> of me. But I mean, I feel like I'm super cautious. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes it, and the times that I do take that risk, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad I did that. It wasn't perfect, but um, you did it. And then yeah. the next time it'll be, even, it's empowering. It is. It is. It makes it makes you just a little bit better, and then you keep getting a little bit better, and then things keep growing. It's compounding. Well, Sean, if you ever walked into my open house, I would be very happy to see you. Ah, uh, me too. I would as well. You would, <laughs> you would not make me as nervous as some of the ones that are like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it happens. It so happens. you mentioned that you were, um, you had the camera flipped around, and you were using social media, and in that, you mentioned that you like to use social media. Um, how do you use it differently or how do you use it to help your business? Um, it's hard for a lot of people. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm really getting any, well, I did get one deal. I did get yeah. one deal from a referral from another Berkshire Hathaway agent in California that saw that was following my Instagram and yeah. she referred some, and now she's referring another buyer to me from, from California. Um, so I do a couple little things. I um I try to spotlight local businesses and try to you know um whether it be like a workout facility or I just I was just at this cute little place called Flower Bar in Old Town Scottsdale we're going to be spotlighting them or a restaurant so spotlight locals um like to do that I like to go I like to go on luxury home tours and they'll allow videos and I'll do reels of you know multi million dollar homes in Arizona. I like to do what, what I call bits with Beth <laughs> and it's just giving a little bit of real estate information. And and I've had, you know, I remember one, eight, eight, well, but um, uh, I did a little bit about inspections yeah. uh, a couple months ago and the importance of an inspection and the process of inspections and just so, and then um, I'm working on a new one that I can't can't quite disclose i'll be finishing Perfect. that on saturday but that's <laughs> called bits with beth and then and i do it in my car yeah I, I love i've got a jeep wrangler i do i do it all in my car um, i'm comfortable there in fact i almost wanted to do this zoom in my car um and then i do bites with beth okay. where and this started really organically i was in surprise showing houses a couple of years ago and i was with um a family with small kids and they, it was lunchtime and, and we decided to go our separate ways for lunch so they can change diapers, kind of regroup. And, and I wanted pizza. So I was Googling, you know, pinning like, where's the nearest pizza place? So I wound up 
at number one brothers pizza in surprise arizona it was the best pizza i'd ever really? eaten in my car so i took a picture <laughs> of it and i'm like oh my gosh i'm in surprise showing houses this pizza is so amazing so i had to go back to surprise a few times um to help them get through the transaction and and I tried different pizza places all around Surprise. So mm -hmm. then I started doing videos. So now um, I do bites with Beth, but okay. it's usually just pizza places all <laughs> over. And it's, you know, it's either before an inspection or after inspection or after um, final walkthrough. I, it's always incorporated in with real estate. But um, so that's kind of fun too. That's really creative. So then the burning question really organically is the pizza place, the, the first origination of the bites with Beth pizza place is burned into your brain. Is that still number the best pizza in the state or what's your go-to pizza place? You know, that number one brother's pizza was, pr was pretty darn good. It, and yeah. it, it's been two years since I've had it. I'd like yeah. to go back. And now that I've had, sure. now I'm a pizza connoisseur. Um, <laughs> go back and see what I, I think of it. Uh, but I, um, I'll tell you, one of my favorite pizzas is Peter Piper. Really? <laughs> you know, it may be shocking to some people. I don't know what it is about their sauce or their crust. Um, but I, I love Peter Piper. Bianco's incredible. Sure. Uh, Benicio's pizza is really good. Um, it's really hard to mess up pizza. I even like yeah. the lean cuisine cauliflower crust pizza. <laughs> that's awesome a pizza connoisseur and a real estate agent <laughs> all coupled together no that's really creative i mean i appreciate that you're you're titling it um that you're intentional with what you're doing about it and and sharing for the betterment of of those that follow you um and yeah even in... I, I i you know I, the pizza thing is just silly but sure. it's fun um, but the, the bits with Beth, I want to do more of, because I think people want value. You know, they want, it's short, try to keep them short, just little bits about little nuances, you know, sure. of the industry. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's certainly relevant. Uh, we, we actually took two hours today just to kind of peel back the curtain of, of home inspections with new, new real estate agents. And we, um, I, I sat and talked, uh, I probably could have talked for 10 hours. I talked for two hours about, um, you know, every little thing that we'd be doing through the house and what we were looking for and things that they could look out for. And I'm sure they were overwhelmed, but you know, my, my goal would be is if they learned, you know, five, 10%, they, they just got a little bit better and we, we videoed it so they can go back and watch it. And, um, and I think people like, especially now that information so prevalent to kind of really peel back and not just take stuff at face value and kind of really understand important aspects about what the client's going to go through and and what even the agent's going to go through during the home inspection um so hopefully we were helpful in that today but i see that in your oh, i'm sure you are bits, I'm bits sure with you Beth are. portion i mean you talk about doing the top I should three, have three you things on my of bits sure let's do it <laughs> let's do it um so how how has your uh, business grown? You said it's organic and referrals are getting more prevalent. Um, you know, what are you, uh, are you setting goals every year and working to attain them? Or um, is it kind of fly by the seat of the pants and, and we're just going to 
figure it out as we go? No, I, I know. I, I hear everybody talk about, I'm, you know, working on my plan for 2023. Um, yeah. No. No? I don't. I'm not. I'm just, I have my planner and I, you know, there's always something to do. I mean, sure. it's not like, you know, and, and yes, it's, you know, the industry has had a little bit of a dramatic shift lately. So um, I'm not as busy as I was the last three years. The last three years, Sean, I, I didn't stop. Yeah, I had two weeks, like this last summer. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what's going on? And of course, my husband and I planned a trip. And then all of a sudden, my phone rang and I got two listings. Yeah. And so it's um for the last three years i really have not stopped this the be the beginning of this year um right now is a, is a little quiet for me but there's i mean i do have a crm you know i do work on my emails i do send out you know new year's cards i mean there's there's always things for me to to do um but no i don't um i i hope my planner gets full i take my planner from last year and i put special events on my new planner so i sure. know they closed on this year and so i can keep in touch with anniversaries and i'm just you know hey you know, you've been in your house one year you know have a cookie <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it sounds i mean just in that description um it sounds like maybe you don't have a specific set of goals but it sounds like you're very intentional in your process um oh i have lofty goals yeah, I, yeah. I guess i just don't like write them out you know yeah. i don't um yeah i mean i want to do my you know what my goal is sean my goal is to help people as yeah. silly as that may sound my goal is to help people it being a residential matchmaker i really really care and yeah. i'm fierce about it <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing. What uh, what brought you into that? What what connection? Like when you knew it was right, was it after the first house you sold, and you're like, through that process, you're like, this this is it for me, and I and I'm good at it. Um, and I'm sure you just kept trying to meet uh, people. No, I think it took me even a little bit longer than yeah. that. I I I wasn't sure if this was a good fit for me. For oh a while. wow! I really wasn't sure. I I I'm like I don't know if I fit the you know the that realtor you know I, I didn't know if it was what I really wanted to do and it took me a while to get into it of course learning learning more about the industry helped me dramatically sure um it's really scary this is the most expensive investment of a person's lifetime and it's one of the it's one of the shortest careers to educate yourself in you you know you have to Go to if you want to be a hairdresser, you have to go to school for a couple of years. Here, I mean, you can do it in nine days, and then yeah. a few weeks later, you can be licensed. Handling, and you're an attorney too. I mean, you have to think. You have to think so critically. You have to think so differently, and you can't. You can't tell people what to do. You just have to ask them the right questions so that they can figure out what is best for them. Um, so it's this is a very very hard position to be in and we carry a lot of weight with huh. um someone's most expensive investment i appreciate your transparency into that we don't often hear kind of that that aspect of of kind of the weight that you carry in this in the seriousness that you take in it too um, oh 
well, you can get in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can really get in big trouble if, if, you know, you don't dot your I's and cross your T's. And as a, you know, especially as a seller too, with those disclosures. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a big deal. I, I, I remember when I was, um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I was newly, newly a new agent and and he looked at all of us and very very point blank said to us this is a very noble profession oh wow and that when he said it it just kind of i mean it 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 stuck with me and i i do feel that it's a very noble position and occupation and um I know some wonderful agents out there and the ones that are really out there, we work, we work, we work hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 there are a lot of people that get into it. Um, but it, it should be carried with a lot of integrity and professionalism. Um, and I, I'm certainly appreciative of those that, that certainly do that. And I'm not saying that, that people don't get in with that, but there's, there's, um, elements of, of, um, businesses that are trying to get into it, which, which are trying to systematize it. And, and, um, and it's an, it's refreshing to see someone like you to, to kind of break it down on the emotional impact that you have on people and, and, um, <clears throat> and really what the ultimate goal is of, of your profession. That's great. That's great. Um, help people. Just want to help people. Just help people. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit uh, before and you, we were trying to, I was trying to remember, um, how we came to be in your good graces and how, how we got to meet you. And, and, um, yeah. and it's refreshing to hear that. Um, please let's, let's re- rehash that story real quick. So oh, how, did, how did so we I represented a seller and, um, dwell inspect was the inspector and I'd never used you before. It was my first experience with you so I mean and I I the um buyers did not want me to attend the summary and I always like to attend the summary if they'll have me whether I oh I'm always at a summary if I represent the buyer yeah um but I try I'd like to be there if I represent the seller it 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 helps to connect the dots when they ask for things that I can say yeah I saw it I was there and I can tell my seller yeah it's it's true it's true you know so uh Anyway, I wasn't, this buyer did not want me there, but um, we did get a pretty healthy Finzer. It's not like you guys were glazing over anything or she liked you because you missed things. She's like, they found things that, because she had just bought the place maybe a year and a half before. Just, yeah. They found things that my inspector should have found. So we got through that. We sold the house. So when we went to buy her house, she was, I want that same company. Yeah company that, that that did the inspection on my house i want them so it was my first time calling i think i spoke, spoke to leah who's just awesome and the greatest just, yeah she's just great um and then uh, i've been using you ever since uh, the last i think it's probably been a year year and a half yeah but thereabouts. i have not swayed the way well, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. I, no, no, no. We'll arm wrestle for that. Thank you. <laughs> it's um, it's interesting that you mentioned that about, because I often joke that, and I think it to be true, but 
we as inspectors know more about um, the seller's house after three hours of being in there than the seller knows. Um, and that's, that's just due to the that. nature. I would imagine maybe even if an inspector came into my house, since I'm not in every nook and cranny through it, they might know more about it than me when, when they got through with it, which would be kind of funny. Um, yeah. What do you like uh, about inspections in general? What do you like about home inspections in the real I estate? love learning about homes. I love, yeah. you know, I love hearing about splits and the AC, I learn, you know, anti-siphon devices. And, yeah. Um, knowing, yeah, how to look at roofs and um, double tapping of the electrical panel. Yeah. I know so much more about houses. So it's interesting for me just to learn about that, but it also helps me kind of guide my clients through it a little bit better. I knew nothing about houses. I am the least handy person you would ever, ever, ever I mean, it really <laughs> took me about four or five inspections to get the anti-siphon device. Okay, I yeah. get that now. Or, you know, the sealing of the seals of the windows when they start to give and yeah. just, you know, walking on the floor and feeling for little, um, uh, you know, pockets. Yeah. Um, I just find it all so interesting, just learning about a home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people spend so much time in it and it's important. Um. What do you, and what do you I like? Can, like? I can't fix things. I mean, I have to have a handyman, but even in my own house, I'll say to my husband, oh, that we, we need to do that. And we need to do that. So, um, you know, I'm the middle child of three girls. We, there was no like handyman stuff at our house. No. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. And I learned so much just by listening to inspections. Well, with, with YouTube and your crash course in inspections, um, maybe you can, Maybe you can dive into the some light handyman work and and progress through there too. <laughs> I, I you know I'd love to take a, a woodworking class or something and learn how to yeah. do something with my hands. I think that'd be fun. That would be cool. What uh what do you like the least about it? What do you like? What do you dislike about home inspections? They're a necessary evil. I think yeah. it's the most important part of a transaction. I, I, there's, is this stupid if I say there's nothing I don't like about it? Um, I, I, they, I, what I don't like is if, okay, I got one. I, yeah. An inspection is not performed so that a buyer can just dump everything on the seller. As yeah. An inspection is to find out about your house. You want to just find out what you're buying. You want to find out what you need to budget for. You want to find out things that, I mean, health, safety items, yes. Those, sure. I mean, I'm always all day. Safety items, safety items, safety items. Um, I just lost some earrings. That's okay. Um, uh, cosmetic, you know, no. You know, so yeah. I set that expectation up at the very, 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 very beginning. You know, I, I just don't think an inspection is to, and I have some people that, you know, there's two there's two thought processes there just ask for everything and see what they're willing to do right. or you know pick things that are important to you you know let's go through the list together and talk about these items and and i like the way you know the, you guys do it with these are action items these are items that we feel are safety these right. are maintenance these are budgeting so um it's it's the most important part of the of the transaction um 
and I think as long as you set the expectations up that, um, yeah, they're going to find things, they're paid to find things, but you pick and choose, you know, yeah. what, what you want and just get to know your house, know what you're buying. And I'm really into sewer scopes now. Yeah. I, you know, I used to, <laughs> I don't know if it's just been lately. I think, I don't think sewer scopes really were provided by a general inspector back then you yeah. know so you'd have to have a plumber a big sewer scope very expensive and you know what we were told is like houses built before i think 1995 or anything with a lot of landscape around mm -hmm. it because the root systems but i for 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 i mean i have i i i encourage my buyers to do it every time yeah yeah um I don't know if we were first, but we were pretty early adopters into adding uh, the sewer scope, uh, the ability to bring in a sewer scope with our inspection. I saw that um, when I was back in Hawaii with the inspection company out there. Um, and you're Smart. right. It, it um, you know, I've had some personal experiences on, on a house that I was under contract with, or even the house that I bought um, where there were issues and the house I bought was brand new. And so, um, right. the age is almost more dangerous, you know, to say 1995, you just, we offer to everybody and allow them to make the decision and say yes or no. Um, and if they don't do it, that's fine. I believe that they should do it because you never know what's going to happen. Um, but if they don't do it, then, you know, they're adults and they made that decision. Um, and it, Quite honestly, it reduces liability on our side and the agent's side as well, because um, the sewer, strangely, can carry a lot of liability, unfortunately. Um, it's very costly. Very. It is very costly if, if something should, should uh, if they, you do have a backup. Um, yeah, so you're, speaking of new houses, I have some clients that had bought a new house in California. They live here now. But um, they had a big problem, brand new house. I guess there was some sort of sludge, some sort of cement, drywall, yep. something that the workers put down the shower drain and yep. it dried. And yep. it was a big, it was a big mess. It's fairly common for the, you know, they're doing it when the foreman's not looking, the project manager's not looking and they, they put the grout during the, the tiling. Right into the drain or uh, we've seen water bottles um, or Coke bottles or whatever, um, you know, rocks, tons of rocks in, in brand new construction houses. Um, and in my house, you know, I think it was three or four days where it backed up um, and we got it cleared and then it did again. And you would think I even owned sewer equipment at that time. I'd never done my own sewer. sewer. <laughs> you would think I, I would have done it to explore it, but I just figured it's a new house, no issue. Um, and fortunately yeah. we were able to get ours fixed because it was still under warranty and a lot of people didn't, wouldn't have that. And it probably would have cost, I don't know, three, four, $5,000 if I had to pay for it out of camp, out of pocket. And that's a, that's an inexpensive repair on sewers. So, so yeah. funny that you would mention this because we're in the middle of a remodel right now, our bathrooms. Yeah. And our shower is going to be tiled next week. What can I do to pro to avoid? What can I do to um, make sure that there's no grout going down my drain? You could cap the drain. Um, if if you could put a little cover over the drain, um, you know, 
um one of my friend's dad does some remodels and when he was when he was building uh or helping to build his son's house i mean he went out there and like put tons of duct tape and towels over the top of that and and kept going you just have to remember to take the cap off <laughs> uh to, yeah. to make sure um you know okay. you don't want right. to you don't want to well, mess so far, with so it good. but um you know hopefully i i feel like most people are well intentioned and maybe a remodel is a little bit slower but you'll be there to kind of watch over and make sure that they're they're doing that maybe set up set expectations right out in front and just say hey uh, any waste needs to go not in the sewer system um yeah but the beauty is i did not even think about that until this conversation so thank you sure no you're also living in the house so you can continue to run water to get movement in the drain um because if it's something that's heavier it's going to take longer to get from say the bathroom to the sewer system than traditional water and all all water will outpace that um and then at the end of the day it's not catastrophic you can you can jet it out if it needed to be Um, yeah so it's not going to cause permanent damage um, but it can cause an inconvenience all right (laughs) so so watch watch cautious i'll keep you posted yeah (laughs) um well i want to be respectful of your time uh that hour has just really flown by um where can people find you if they want to um get in your circle or well you know instagram um facebook and my phone i mean call me call me you know set up coffee you know if you're interested in talking real estate just we'll go have pizza we'll go have a cup of coffee or you know so i i i'm i'm you know i i yeah call me that's where you'll find me I, we'll and I put, do have an office at, at Berkshire um, that I, I, you know, I really haven't been there much so far this year, but I'm planning on next week to hit the ground running again. This last couple of weeks, I've been just kind of um, putting Christmas away and regrouping. It was just a really busy three years. So this was, this has been kind of nice. I actually went on a hike with a girlfriend of mine, wow. which I, you know, I don't, do, <laughs> I don't have time to do stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm so afraid they're going to stop asking me to to do things during the day. Uh, but uh, so yeah, that, that's been kind of great, but yeah, just kind of regrouping and next week um, bites with Beth and bits with Beth starts up again. Beautiful. Well, we look forward to seeing that. We're going to put all your contact information um in the the um in the show link show notes um so that people can get a hold of you if they need it no thank you um beth i appreciate your time and your insight um and you are nailing your goals you sounds like you're working hard it sounds like you're kind and you're making a difference in your world so thank you for that this was awesome well you're welcome my pleasure and it's an honor Oh, it was great. Have a great weekend or um, whatever day this is. <laughs> but <laughs> you uh, thank well. you for the opportunity, Sean. I really do appreciate it. And I look forward to working with you again. It'll be uh, our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Just Another Real Estate Podcast. For the latest episodes, please subscribe and be sure to follow Dwell Inspect Arizona on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. To contact Dwell Inspect Arizona, call us at 480 867 
If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, email our team at office at dwellinspectaz.com.